0: Warning: This podcast features the items found on the internet that may or may not be true.
1: Barry, how's things? Good, good. I've got a strong nicely. Not viewers. <laughs> Any there? Got it right. Well done. Well done. I was saying I've got a surprise for you Barry what's that I've got him found him who him no way the lord of the rings no way yes he's here he's on the line
0: you're taking a piss
1: no are you ready
0: All right, Kevin, um, how did it interest in the roundabout Roundabout
2: start? The roundabout story started back in 2003. I ran a small printing company in Redditch. Uh, Redditch at the time didn't have a lot going for it. It was a new town. We had three prisons and, and no cinema. That's true. Three prisons and no cinema. But what we did have in Redditch was a copious amount of roundabouts. So we thought we'd do, just for a gig initially, we thought we'd do a calendar, roundabouts of Redditch. What we didn't realise was it sold round the world. Graham Norton, the, the comedian, showed it on his show and took the P out of it, which was fine by us. share. Yeah, we thought it was funny. And <clears throat> it literally was the best song of that year. And the roundabouts of Redditch Calendar then spawned the best of British roundabouts uh, where we we, yeah. we travelled all over the country taking uh, our favourite roundabouts. And I, I wrote two books on the subject and it, and it just snowboarded really. What started off as a gag uh, turned into a bit of a passion of mine and I, I really did <laughs> love seeing these roundabouts, these wonderful pieces of round architecture. I mean, we see a roundabout as like an oasis on a sea of tarmac. Uh, It gives any local council the perfect opportunity to plunk a garden in the middle of a road junction. I mean, how green is that? That's much greener than traffic lights. We like to say there's no green in traffic lights, only red. That's a lot nicer.
1: I've got a question for you, Kevin, and it's quite specific. What do you think about advertisements on roundabouts?
2: I'm not a big fan of uh, advertising roundabouts, but I can understand that local councils wanting to uh, earn a bit of money. So as long as they're not too too large. I mean, it's street street furniture, really, isn't it? So long as it's you know, it's, it doesn't take over the, the roundabouts. roundabout. I mean, the whole point of a roundabout is they're so expressive. I've seen paintings, statues, trains, boats, planes. Up in Yorkshire, um, in Holgate, there's a, a working windmill. That actually produces flour. Can you believe that? And and I think that's why the English public love their roundabouts because the fact that they're so expressive.
1: Is that windmill inside the roundabout in the middle?
2: Yes, it's it's in the middle of the roundabout. Uh, if you go on my my site, you I think you might be able to pick, pick it out. It's in Holgate. It's
1: a very niche yeah. interest roundabout. And well, I
2: suppose. Is a bit, uh, I, I think it appeals to the English psyche rather than um traffic lights, you know, which are told you to stop and go, they're quite fascist in that in that respect. Whereas a rainbow, it's a, it's based on a set of decorum and etiquette, and that suits the English psyche, you know, no after you sort, sort of thing, you know, you, you choose your own uh space in that gyratory flow, if you like, and you choose your own exit, you're not total when to get on it or when to get off it, you know. And I think that that appeals to the English psyche as well. But A lot of people think it's an English invention, but it's not. The first roundabout was Columbus Circle in New York City in 1903. And they never really off roundabouts in America. It's the French that really picked up that gyratory bore and, and ran with it. They have more roundabouts than anybody in the world, some like 35,000. In Britain, it's just uh, 25,000. It's the English that coined the term uh, roundabout. Uh, the French use gyratory. I think in America, they have traffic circles. We have tra- traffic islands, don't they? But we invented the, calling the term roundabout.
1: Talking about the French, what do you think about the Arc de Triomphe roundabout there?
2: The Arc de Triomphe, what an exciting roundabout! <laughs> about. What a great example. That's a gyratory galactico. How many exits has it got, do you know? There's 12 exhilarated exits. <laughs> we have a, a roundabout in Swindon called the Magic Roundabout. Uh, and there, the traffic goes the opposite way. It's the white knuckle ride of roundabouts. And our society go there for day trips just to experience this adrenaline rush of a, a, a roundabout. It's a roundabout stacked full of testosterone. I mean, the, the current trend now is to have hamburger roundabouts. I don't know if you've heard of them hamburger ones. It, it's where the roundabout is dissected straight down the middle so the traffic just don't just go round it it can go cut straight through it and it sounds a bit dangerous doesn't it but now no, i think it's a continental de- design the dutch design yeah a lot of dutch designs now are trying to make cyclists uh, more safe on a roundabout because a lot of cyclists yep. don't feel feel that they are safe on a roundabout, but uh, I once I spent about three hours cycling around the Magic Roundabout in Swindon, you know, just for this overseas uh, film crew, and I was just, I felt as safe, safe as houses on that roundabout, even though you're going around the opposite way. So what's on the horizon, uh, Kevin, any new calendars? Oh, I, I, I would love to conquer America, you know, I'd love to go over to America and try and uh, reverse the trend. Uh, because they're doing an amazing amount of research in, in America at the moment, because they know it's the safest way of filtering traffic. But there's such a lot of opposition for some reason. I can't I can't understand it. You know, there's something like ninety percent reduction in fatalities if if a roundabout is installed over traffic lights, and there, I think there's something like forty percent less emission fuel. Uh, if if a roundabout is installed, because there's no stopping, it's, it's constant flow, you know. So yeah, I'd love to go and conquer America. As regards uh, calendars, I'm, I'm the, uh, my best-selling calendar at the moment, in the run-up to Christmas, is the uh, Car Parks Britain calendar. Can you believe that? Seems to be getting gaining a lot of publicity. Car park kidding? Britain. I'm a, I'm the president of the Car Park Appreciation Society. But the only problem with that is I'm the only one. In it, nobody wants to join that society? It's not yeah. like the roundabout appreciation society where everyone wants to be in there.
0: So, Kevin, what what would you say your most favourite uh, roundabout is? There's no if such thing. Ha- if you
2: had to have one, I don't. <laughs> uh, uh, there's no. There's no no such thing as an uninteresting roundabout in, in, in my terms. Yeah. They've, all, they've all got their little quirks. and A lot of people like, like what we call the Titchmarsh roundabouts, which are islands in full bloom, you know, flowers, bushes, yeah. trees. But I, yeah, I like the quirky, the quirky ones. I, I love the quirky roundabouts. I mean, there's a roundabout down in Oxford in Kent, where there's a listed duck pond on the roundabout. Can you believe that? And in the middle of that duck pond, there's a little house for the ducks, and all the locals call it Duckingham Palace. I mean, you couldn't make you couldn't make this up. But the roundabout of the year, which is in our, our calendar uh, this year, is, is the Flanders roundabout in Ashford in Kent, and it depicts yeah. a World War One scene with uh seven british tommy soldiers all standing round a, a vintage world world war tank and even the trees have been flown over from flanders and planted it's a real authentic sort of the low countries roundabout and it's, it's it's pretty poignant we've stuck it on the november page normally the roundabout of the year goes on our coveted december page but we thought it was fitting on the 11th month that we put uh that roundabout. So, so that, that was our Roundabout of the Year. Now, our International Roundabout of the Year is, yep. is uh, based in Canberra, uh, in Australia, and that's the first gay gyratory ever uh, in the world. Uh, there's, <laughs> uh, Canberra voted for overwhelmingly for same-sex marriage. So they're um, quite a impressive city. So they've built this rainbow <laughs> roundabout, can you believe that? The first of its kind in the world. So we, we thought that was fitting that we award oh. that international yeah, that's, roundabout. That's very
0: really nice LGBT roundabout.
2: You, do you know the Houses of Parliament are uh, around uh, roundabout in, in Australia, in Canberra? And in in, uh, in Wellington, in uh, New Zealand, their national cricket ground is on a... A, a, a roundabout, can you believe that? The National Cricket Ground. Another, another fact that anything can go on, on a roundabout. It's so, one of the biggest roundabouts in the Southern Hemisphere. Basin Roundabout is called in Wellington. So,
1: Kevin, Lord of the Rings. Uh,
2: that's my official title.
1: Lord of the Rings and Master of Carparks. Uh,
2: yeah. What's your
0: favourite Lord of the Rings character?
2: That's a good one, yeah, because I've got another surprise for you now, because Tolkien was born in Birmingham. I don't know if you know that. And there's a no, beautiful- I don't know that. Yeah, yeah, Tolkien. He only lived in two cities all his life, Tolkien, and that was Birmingham uh, for the first half of his life, and in, in Oxford, uh, where he was a don, Oxford don. And and where where Tolkien grew up in Sarah Old Mill, you know, you can see all the biggins and whatnot. That's where he based all his characters and drew his inspiration. And there's two enormous towers in Edgbaston and and he placed those two towers, the two towers in Lord of the Rings. I suppose, David Lord of the Rings. (laughs) And we've also got the biggest municipal buzz route in in Europe, Uh, it's the Outer Circle number 11. And I actually did a calendar on that route, all the 12 stops along the route, yeah, iconic stops. And one of those stops was Sarah Old Mill, which at 11 route uh, goes past the outer circle of the urban bus route. Anti-clockwise, I did it, anti-clockwise.
1: Could you tell everyone how they can buy your, your latest calendar, 2021, I believe, um, car parks calendar? How can they buy it and where, where should they, what should they Google to, to, to buy one?
2: You'll find all my calendars on www.roundaboutsofbritain.com. If you go on that site, it's not just calendars, you'll find all sorts of weird and wonderful things there. But you can also get them on uh, Amazon, uh, Etsy, and eBay.
1: I'm sure, sure, I'll be.
2: I'll I'll definitely be buying one. (laughs) Excellent. I mean, for the car park one, send it to somebody you don't like. (laughs) If <laughs> you got at least five retards. <laughs> All right, guys.
0: All right, oh, see ya. Welcome. Well, that was an interesting <laughs> conversation. Lord of the Rings. bloody Early, he, no- he never stopped. He knows talking. his
1: stuff, does not he? He knows his stuff.
0: I can't believe how fascinated he's in roundabouts.
1: And he's got his calendar for sale. People actually buying it. That's what's getting me. There's people buying Lots that. Yeah. So what have you got next? All right. Well, actually, it's not next, is it? It's the first one. Lord of the Rings cool. interview. Okay, go on. Hit so me. I've got a few
0: animal stories in America again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, but they're good, you like them. Ready. Loose emu leads authorities on chase through Florida neighborhoods. Right. It's an emu. Yep, an (laughs) emu. Mm. Police, animal control, and wildlife officers were called to a Florida neighborhood in which an emu was reported running loose and chasing locals on the street.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the emu is actively chasing people around.
0: Random neighborhoods. (laughs) And people down. <laughs> Did Deputies... the cuties. Yeah, I'll get on to that. Okay. Deputies, animal control officers, Florida Fish and Wildlife Commission officers were on a chase through several neighborhoods. Right. Witnesses said the emu was chasing pedestrians before authorities arrived.
1: Right. You okay.
0: imagine seeing that, that would have been... How do you uh, know? You're
1: it's, them? Like it's, it could be one of those that if you run away from them, they just follow you. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I've, it's actually on camera. I think
1: is it? There's a video. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll have to have a look at that. You yeah. we'll have to post that to the Facebook. To Facebook. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. have you seen that? Have you seen that video where there's that old man walking a, a big emu in the street? Yeah, and there's these him. guys sat filming him and they go oi look at that fucking ostrich and he goes it's a fucking emu <laughs> yeah I've seen last class <laughs> just rem- when you said the word emu it just reminded me straight away of that yeah that video I
0: was here. thinking of that when I saw that
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: well. <laughs> so to your question the emu was captured when it wandered, wandered into a local business oh, basically okay. it got stuck it what? got into the fenced in area and got penned up. Okay. The la- the bird owner was out of town and the emu had been left in the care of a friend when it escaped.
1: Okay. So it was a local resident e- emu. Yeah.
0: Got out of the car. <laughs> Chased people about for a bit and then finally ran into a building, got caught. Alright. Yeah, that was a short story.
1: That was quite short, but yeah, no no. Animal ones are always the best.
0: I've I've got another animal story if you want me to go on. Go on then. Hit me. Alright. It's not an email this time. No. Moose visits Idaho School while classes are in session.
1: You're getting these from America.
0: <laughs> yeah, this was in America again.
1: So there's a moose on the loose. Yeah. In a school. Outside
0: next to a school, yeah. Right. So the school oh. had to devise a special plan.
1: Well, they've to all got.
0: the students. From the they've building. all got guns, aren't they? I don't, okay. I don't think teachers or the students have guns.
1: No, not the students. I, I, I mean, the teachers. Trump's
0: called for it, but I don't Yeah, I don't
1: yeah. okay.
0: Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. The, mo- the moose wandered into the school Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. They start- Decided to stick around for a while. <laughs> okay. Thankfully, the animal did not show any signs of interest in the humans.
1: Do you know how big moose a moose is? Meese. moose, meeses. I don't, I don't know.
0: know what, I don't know if I was saying that properly.
1: Do you know how big they are? No, but I know they're the mass- huge. Yeah, they're huge. They're absolutely huge. The teacher
0: yeah. said the moose had been. Great at staying socially distanced, though. So,
1: <laughs> have they used the headline Moose on the Loose? Because if they haven't, that's a waste.
0: They haven't, now No, Should uh, no. have done that, been better.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well.
0: Yeah, you would definitely shoot yourself if you walked yeah. out of school and saw that massive thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. I've got one for you Barry. All right. This is a this is a headline,
0: right? Ready? Animal one, is it?
1: No, it's not an animal one. It's it's not a recent one, but it's reasonably new. Go on. Smelly durian fruit forces evacuation of Bavarian post office.
0: Smelly what fruit?
1: Durian. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right or not. Um, basically, workers were taken ill after a suspicious package emitting a pungent odor caused panic. Right? Now this is a fruit that is actually banned from like being carried on public transports in Asia and stuff. It's a, it's an Asian it smells fruit. Bad. Like, it yeah.
0: Smells so bad like it makes you will.
1: Yeah. Like you can't have it in your back like you go to the supermarket, you buy fruit. You put it in your backpack, you're not allowed to go on the tr- tube, on the train, on the bus. It's but completely banned, because it stinks, basically.
0: So, yeah. I'm quite, um, quite curious to see what that smells like. Well, if anyone smells it, yeah,
1: please uh, please give us a ring and let us know what it smells like. But basically, these post office workers... um were like taken ill and obviously they called the police and firemen because they thought something bad in this package you know uh, so yeah and 12 or yeah 12 postal workers received treatment for nausea 6 were taken to hospital oh, it, they cleared 60 Absolutely. people from the building <laughs> 60 people yeah,
0: it's like chemical weapons being released yeah, or something yeah, it's just a plant,
1: but the package was just a, four of these durian fruits. They're from Thailand.
0: Yeah, I want to get some of these plants and just release some for laugh.
1: Yeah, some say that it's textures like cheesecake, and other people say unwashed feet. <laughs> so it's 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 the marmite of the That's Asian food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was my uh, weird, some weird news.
0: I like that story. Did
1: you like that one? Yeah. I thought that would be that was supposed to be the quick starter story, but you know,
0: definitely be good for a prank. Mm-hmm. Some listeners, someone <laughs> needs to do that. What does it? Get somebody to plant, rally some into like your yeah, weird. Yeah.
1: Ghost. Well, if we're looking for a quick one, I've got a really quick one. All right, right. I'm not going to read you the headline. I'm just going to tell you a, a tale. Right? This isn't. This is in the news this week. Poundland are selling a Halloween Ouija board. Right? Yeah. And there's a, a a ghost hunter who's come in the news, and he said it could unleash deadly demons.
0: Yeah, I've, I've seen those boards I'm release demons Yeah I have to say I'm a bit sceptical
1: That's what I was thinking I mean it's a, it's a Halloween uh, Like ornament And he says If these devices are in the hands of anyone Except spiritual mediums That deadly demons could be released That's exactly what he said He's a ghost hunter
0: I'm buying one
1: Yeah Do you know how they work?
0: I've, I've seen them in films, but I'm not entirely sure how they work. <laughs>
1: no. Nah.
0: Just a groupie, like, hold it down and
1: then it moves back. The thing is, they're being sold as toys, but he's saying that they're definitely not a toy. <laughs> you have to be trained.
0: <laughs> yeah. Does a pound on ones, are they better?
1: Well, they're better a pound quality. <laughs> what do you mean you, you get for a pound? Yeah. So, apparently if any of you want to try this if you want to try this Barry if the piece of wood says the word Zeus it's definitely a demon, that's what he said and you should not even say its name and you should stop communication immediately that's his advice to the general public
0: alright I'm going to buy one and do it yeah I bet absolutely nothing happens <laughs> I'll give it a go <laughs>
1: Well, you never know. Mm. But he did say he advises Poundland to put an age limit, eighteen.
0: Have Poundland responded? No, they have not denied the claims about demon coming out now.
1: No, no, no. That's no they've um, th- they've just said that they were marked for adults, and they were indeed yeah. blocked from being sold to children but they were a part of their extensive Halloween decor range in only 90 stores, so out of 800, so it's not you can't find them everywhere.
0: Why are they banned from children? Do they think that it's a chance a demon will come out? Well... Murder
1: them or something? I don't know. I just... Would you buy one if you were a kid? You've got better things to spend your pound on, haven't you?
0: Yeah, true. <laughs> I'd probably shit myself, to be honest.
1: So yeah, yeah, that's that one. But while we're on the subject of demons, I've got some demon news for you.
0: More demon news.
1: Yeah, more demon news. Yeah.
0: Another demon article.
1: Definitely, demon article. Right. Yeah. In India, there's a village. Yeah. And there's a video. There's a goat walking on two legs. I need to see that. Definitely. Right, <laughs> right. and everyone's like fucking demon, bloody demon on the loose, you know and uh, well half of the people are saying that he's evolved you About know it. but yeah, doubt that um, but apparently he has been trained by the local people For what
0: purpose, just what laugh
1: just for just literally just for a laugh, like there's absolutely no reason given. It's just that they trained him out to walk on two legs. Now he just walks around the village on two legs. Like, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it does it does look like slightly d- d- demonic, you know? It looks very uh, with his little horns on his head, and you know, you know, you can, I get I can see why. Yeah, yeah, I can see why. I've, but I think he's just after food, really. It gets a better view. I've
0: I've seen videos of bears like on two feet. They look. Weird as hell.
1: Well did you see that video of that Chinese uh, goat that was it, born without hind legs and he, he just he used to run around on his just his front legs so he was permanently doing a handstand.
0: I have not seen that now. No, there's YouTube.
1: <laughs> I'm sure if I if I search it we'll be able to find that. We'll be able to find that.
0: Should I search?
1: Yeah, we'll 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 get that. We'll try and get it on the uh, on the Facebook. It. Yeah Have you, got right. any news? you want me to go? Go on then
0: Alright we've seen some weird Headlines over our yeah. podcast yeah.
1: But I don't think we've Bet this Go on then
0: All right. Dentist who removed tooth On hoverboard Sentenced to 12 years imprisonment
1: On a hoverboard? Hoverboard yeah What's one of those? Is it them little wheelie things? Yeah, that you like. Yeah, yeah. He
0: did, He removed a tooth while driving on that.
1: Whilst balancing on it. Why? I have no idea. I mean, they don't say. But and he successfully removed the tooth, though. Yeah. I guess.
0: Yes, he was. But, I think he was successful. According to NBC News, Lookhart performed a dental extraction on a patient under sedation. While riding a hoverboard. Okay. Okay. Let's... He also film filmed it and sent off the videos to other beyond the team. The well, judge sent him to prison said I think you have to be pretty narcissistic. You must be pretty full of yourself. To think you can pull someone's tooth out on a hoverboard.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So what what was he convicted of like? I guess yeah. abusing his power. Yeah. I don't know. I
0: haven't added. This wasn't the only thing he got done for.
1: All right. Okay. <laughs> now but, it starts to come out. Yeah. Now. <laughs> go on. I, now you can. I couldn't grid. resist the headline. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's Few he
0: more done? boring stuff. Medical fraud. Oh,
1: God. On
0: the like here. So, yeah, there was a lot more things that he got done for. But... So
1: he's just generally a loose cannon.
0: Yeah. He's. Crazy basically.
1: <laughs> okay. I mean there's not much we can say about him other than that. Yeah.
0: He was guilty of 40 criminal counts, including $2 million of fraud. Okay. Two he million? Two million, yeah. Dentists get paid too and much, don't. Yeah, he was sedating patients so that he could maximize max I can't speak. Maximize <laughs> the amount of Medicaid payments I could receive. Uh,
1: okay Dodgy dentist. So it
0: wasn't just the hoverboard, but
1: that headline made me laugh. So right? Think. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. If I, to be fair, if I'd seen that headline, I would have probably picked it as well. Very hard to resist.
0: Hmm hmm to tooth, wireless state on a hoverboard. I wonder if he told the patient. I'm going to. Do
1: I doubt <laughs> By the way, do you mind if I uh, just ride my hoverboard while I do this job? Yeah, I, I doubt it.
0: I doubt it very much. Yeah, yeah. Do you have another story, or do you want me to go?
1: Uh, I'll do one. All right. I've got one. Okay. <clears throat> Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. It's an animal one. It's, I'm kind of. I feel like I'm treading on your toes a bit here, but I'll, I'll happily go along with this. We're
0: gonna be known for the animal podcast.
1: Yeah, I think so. A species of stick insects found in Britain have stopped having sex with their male counterparts and become a female-only population.
0: How does that work, then?
1: Well, apparently, they're, they're, um, they can be asexual as well, you see, where they just need an egg. They don't need, a, they don't need males. And, um, and one of them, they come, they come from New Zealand. They came by accident, you know, they on a plant. No one saw them. Yeah. And uh yeah, they kind of basically whole population survive without males. They're all female. Completely female.
0: So what do the males do? point.
1: Well no. there are, there's none there is none. <laughs> They actually they just shun the males, forget it. And they just all became female but what is sexism? well there is a species in new zealand that's doing the opposite they were asexual now they've become sexual and they've the males have come back
0: what's causing these changes like
1: evolution apparently it depends it's like it's a reproductive strategy what what works best obviously there's positives and negatives from both this just happened recently well, no, it's been happening for m- hundreds of years, you know, but so, scientists have just worked it out. You know, it's like, that's like all the news we've, we've got, Barry. Like, half of the news is old news, but it's, they've just found out now. It's pretty scary, though,
0: because for humans, like all males could
1: end we up can clone. We you them. can clone people, can't you, apparently? I mean, it's yeah. never been done, but it could, you know, dolly the sheep and all that. So yeah, but Nails do you know what I think? Style. Do you know what I think these stick insects need? What Tinder? <laughs> that was terrible. I'm sorry, Barry, that was terrible.
0: I I to pretend to laugh there.
1: Yeah, I know. I thought you did. I, I heard it. I was like, it was like a gasp. But <laughs> go on okay. then. Let's move. Let's move on from that okay. quickly. Move okay. on. After that. Yeah, go on.
0: All right. Before I read this story, right. I have to say, I think modern art takes a complete piss. Right. <laughs> but this story is absolutely oh, ridiculous.
1: Right, go on then. Hit
0: me. 32 tons of carrots dumped on London Street for art installation.
2: So the, the
0: story of nearly 32 tons of carrots dumped onto a street on the campus of a London university was revealed to be an art installation by a student. So it didn't even. He didn't even tell him this was his plan.
1: He just turned up with a truck.
0: 32 tons of carrots. 32
1: 32 tons is a lot, Barry. I know. I mean, I can imagine a ton of carrots being a lot. So, (laughs) you wouldn't be able to get across the street, would you? No, 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 no. I mean, pretty pissed off. You've got to think about who's financing this.
0: No idea, the union student. I don't know. I'm actually just 32 tons, well, tons of carrots. Well, I
1: think, to think let, let's do let, this. is going to be deadly, but we're going to get voted the world's most boring podcast. <laughs> but like, imagine boring, like, go to, go to your local supermarket.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. They're going to be round about, I don't know, two, two, let's say two pounds a kilo, two quid for a kilo of carrots. I don't out, know. Working out. Do you see what I mean? And there's a thousand kilos in a ton, right? Yeah. And he's done that thirty-two times. So he's that's sixty-four grand that. If if yeah. that's sixty-four thousand pounds. Yeah. Sixty-four thousand pounds. Based on two pounds per kilo, which you know, I'm not he's probably getting it cheaper because he's buying in bulk. how
0: the, how the hell? Does he have a student? So, even
1: bucks? if it's a pound a kilo, it's still 30, 30 grand. And the but delivery yeah. cost as well. You've got to pay the truck. Like, what? where's he get? Where what a waste. He, what an absolute waste. He
0: was a student at university's Goldsmiths Art College. So, it sounds like his parents are probably loaded. What are you trying to say?
1: <laughs> that he didn't finance his own carrots.
0: Exactly. That's 64 grand
1: well that's yeah, that you know if say you get carrots that are not edible or whatever or i don't know say you get some cheap it's still going to be at least 10 grand at least yeah. i mean 32 tons if, if you've got a truck delivering 32 tons i mean and it drives just for setting just starting the engine on one of these trucks you, you know it's gonna be 500 quid you know at least
0: that's absolutely ridiculous
1: and but, then he's going to clean it up after. I hope he has.
0: Get this, Eldon. Yeah. Do you know why he put the 32 tonnes of carrot? No. carrots? He, he's, he likes eat. horses? Ponies? Nope. Nope. Rabbits? Nope. The student Evans said in a YouTube post uh-huh. the installation was designed to raise awareness of food waste.
1: By wasting food.
0: He literally wasted 32 tonnes of carrots.
1: To protest about? Food waste. Wasting food. Okay.
0: Yep. Loads of logic in that. <laughs> can, I can it feel like, it. Sounds like a complete twat. I
1: mean, I mean, imagine spending 60 grand to prove a point. That's...
0: Wasting 60 grand on food. Yeah. To highlight food waste. Yeah, Makes that... Makes sense. Uh, no. can't,
1: I can't... Uh... No, I can't do it. I can't, is I can't... deserve like a
0: slap. You are Deserves a slap.
1: We're going to get a very angry email, I think, Barry, FT comments